It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. Yes, welcome to the latest edition of Off The Leash for Greyhound Racing Victoria on RSN 927 Country Relays Across the State and our social media as well. You're with Andrew Cuse. Let's welcome from the GRV team, Molly Haynes and George Ferruja. How are you both? I'm good, thank you. Very well. Yeah, good morning. And uh, we've got some big racing uh, interstate. Uh, we've got a really special guest too today. We do. Robbie, I've been waiting to get Robbie on for a very long time. He is, uh, well... <laughs> Look, I don't even know how to describe Robbie. He's had some of the best greyhounds in history. Tornado Tears, obviously, currently at the moment. Santa Bale, um, the list goes on, really, and he's just a, a, a phenomenal conditioner. Yeah, he's been really good with a stayer for the last uh, few yeah. years. He's had some good sprinters, but uh, <laughs> he has dominated the staying ranks. Yes, Rob Britton will join us on Off the Leash soon. When you said we have a special guest, sorry, I misunderstood. I thought the special guest was Princess, princess who's with studio. us today. Look, do you know what? I think people get a lot more excited about Princess coming in the office <laughs> than uh, than us, George, which is a bit of a shame. <laughs> yeah, I uh, rocked up to the RSN studios and uh, there was a big crowd around Princess and uh, rightly so. She's a beautiful little animal. You were expecting a big crowd around your birthday. No, no, keep it quiet. <laughs> keep it quiet. I know you lied about my age uh, in the foyer, but uh, we'll forgive you for that. Well, when Princess was racing, uh, fair to say she might not have... Uh, struck the new type of lure we're uh, trialling and involving in greyhound racing at the moment, Molly? No, look, it's only been in trial for a, a few months. Sandown and the Meadows have, um, have had it, so the two-turn uh, two city tracks. Um, the trial, well, I suppose the lure came about after a discussion in the racing reference group, and yeah. they uh, they were really concerned about the greyhounds chasing habits and not being interested in the lure that was on offer. So uh, along with the racing reference group, I mean, it, they're not a decision-making group. It's a group that we kind of bounce ideas off and GRV go back and, and put it up against the research to see what, what makes sense of it. Yeah. Um, and then they've come away with these two lures. So um, what's really different, I suppose, is that the lures are positioned closer to the ground. Yeah. And that seems to really draw on the the greyhound's natural chase in, instinct, which is um, the, feed that we're, the feedback that we're getting from the meadows and from Sandown. And we're very pr- proud to announce that it is going to be extended to one-turn track, so Warrigal and Bendigo. Now, Warrigal is going to trial the one lure. So there's two lures in action, one and two um, uh, two decoys. Yeah. Um, yep. So Warrigal will trial the same as Sandown from the 2nd of July. Bendigo will trial two lures like the Meadows from the 10th of, 10th of July. So that's following their cup series. Yeah, I, I can only go off what people have said about the Meadows trial. And uh, I think the two lures have worked really well because they think the dogs stay a little bit straighter. Yeah. Um, and being closer to the ground. I think that's the big one, more natural sort of coursing yeah. style thing. So, yeah, look, so far so good. Um, and if the trainers are happy and they think the dogs are chasing better, that's the whole point of this. So, um, yeah, look, it's good to see them on one-turn tracks. Who Who is the design? Is it someone from GRV? Is it trainers? Who is it a collaboration of feedback? Who actually can say... We were the ones that have designed this new lure. So the racing department um, were a kind of the driving force behind it, but we sat in a racing reference group, which is full of um, participants, and we kind of came to, you know, they said, right, well, GRV have asked, what do you want 
in a lure. If your ideal lure was, you know, give me an idea of what your ideal lure is. And they've said, look, it just needs to be closer to the ground and it needs to be realistic. They don't want the dogs to be scared of it. And I think that what we've come up with, and you can see a photo of that on the GRV website. Um, so what we've come up with is, um, I think, a really happy medium for everyone. And if the dogs are chasing well, that's the main thing. Now, is anyone going to take the old lure to put up on a Bar or pool room at home? Uh, you collect <laughs> the old Bob to a Marley. Point. Yeah. The old Bob Marley octopus, <laughs> not sure. We can, yeah, maybe as a hat or just some dreadies. <laughs> there you go. Well, speaking of lures, uh, sadly the last coursing meeting, Molly, had to be abandoned due to a uh, an issue with the lure. Yeah, that's right. Look, Lang Lang on Sunday, unfortunately, we lost a meeting because the lure, they just couldn't control the speed of the lure. It was a bit of a, um, a, a malfunction. And look, there were three features that were scheduled to be run on on Sunday. Uh, they were the Sylvester Doyle Puppy Championship, the Ray Bounding Memorial and Gippsland Cup. These are two-week series. So what they're going to do is they're going to start them on Sunday, the 30th of June. They'll run in, into a two-week series. So they'll be run um, and won on Sunday, the 7th of July. But don't forget, you have to re-nominate for these events. So if you um, had a start on Sunday, you're going to have to re-nominate to to be in the party for for this one. Well, coming up shortly, Rob Britton will join us to talk lots of things. We will ask him about the uh, Brisbane Gold Cup. But uh, you've got news of the box drawn odds, uh, Molly and George. Yes, look, Tornado Tears, I don't think is any surprise. He's drawn box number two and is the $1.80 favourite. But his run last week was, it was I don't want to say it was surprising, but he finished third. He, he just couldn't quite get in the race. And it was exactly how what you said, George. He just couldn't get to the fence from box six. Yeah, look, he's, he's drawn badly in his, in his last couple. And uh, we've seen that chink in his armour. But he has been backed from $2 to $1.80 now. So the, the, the punters have come for him, obviously, drawing box two. Bago Bye Bye's run was outstanding, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, forty-one, forty-seven. Uh, I'm not sure if you heard the comments. I really like um, Darren Russell uh, as a trainer, but I love his confidence yeah. and the way he supports his greyhounds. I he found said, that around the Australian Cup. Yeah, he, he just said if Bago Bye Bye jumped like he did last week, they won't catch him. Now that's yeah. that's great to hear. Instead of just playing it safe yeah. with the media, I, I really like that because you know what? He's confident in his dog, and why not after running forty-one, forty odd? I mean. The dog is racing really, really well, and he's up against one of the all-time greats and still suggesting that, you know, if he jumps, they won't catch him. That's fantastic. He's a second favourite at $4, and then we've got Dinah Chancer and Poco Dorado at the $5 mark. I really did like Dinah Chancer's run too. He, he yeah. got the, he utilised box eight perfectly. He jumped with the field, and he just scooted around the outside. He did get run down in the end, unfortunately. But look, if I was Corey, I certainly wouldn't be unhappy with his run. Yeah, he's been a, a very good greyhound for a long time, and his recent form's probably near, near his best, I yeah. reckon. I reckon he's in career best form and yeah look we all know the 700's just a little bit far for him the last 50 metres but if he can he can get out and go he's got tornado tears drawn near him uh, will he outpace him that's going to be the question uh on everyone's lips, I suppose, the two Victorians drawn next to each other. Exactly. And now also on the same night in Brisbane on Thursday night, so tomorrow night, is a Flying Amy Classic that's drawn over the 500. Now, she's not Victorian anymore, but Black Opium, she was so impressive for Tony Brett on, on debut. She went 29.54. I believe it was best of the night, but I've, I've read somewhere that Tony said there's improvement in what Black Opium did. She had box yeah. five in her heat, box one. We know how good she is from box one. See how she came out. That's yeah. the black opium we know. Yep. That, that was during the Melbourne Cup and Australian Cup periods. Uh, sixth fastest of all time, I think, 29.54, drawn well. 
it's her time to win a big race, isn't yeah. she? She's been close for so long. She started favourite in the Golden Easter Egg. She ran second in the two big ones in our, in our state. And look, she's up against it uh, in terms of some of the competition is very good. But off the box draw, you'd think she's going to be the one to beat. Sinachi, again, was a really good win. He had yep. to work hard early and he running 29.83. And what about the run of Feral Frankie, yeah. this uh, boom dog from New South Wales? <laughs> I think, look, you've got to love the name, though, the name that adds a bit of interest, yep. <laughs> interest to it all. So the Feral. Twitter's going nuts. Go the feral. <laughs> well, we're just trying to get in touch with Rob Britton. Maybe, Molly, you can send him a uh, text to say we're calling uh, live radio this morning. Hopefully, Rob will take our call in a moment. While we wait for that, uh, George, what about the Watchdog Form Service? How did that fare with the Ballarat meeting recently? Yeah, pretty good. Six out of 12 winners at Ballarat on the Monday afternoon. Uh, Wesley Grange at, at three seventy, Dinah Dixon at six sixty, uh, Primo Besso at $4.90. So, as always, get the best Greyhound form and expert selections by downloading the Watchdog app. Now, we've also got the Tab Best Bets. This is probably we my like favourite. Yeah. <laughs> se- well, both of our favourite segment, maybe. Yeah. Twelve th- uh, winners, and grin- winners are grinners, I should say. $12,000 was placed on a- at $1.85 on pr- a Preble Keeping um, at Ballarat. Now, he went twenty five sixty one. next up. There was also, on the same night, there was also $7,300 put on this Greyhound. If it was the same person, they've double dipped and uh, Ooh, collected. Yeah. <laughs> and there was also $6,200 put Put on at a dollar twenty-five on Zipping Jamie at Bendigo, three starts in um, for uh, in Victoria, I should say. And look, all of them were best of the night runs. One was at Ballarat, twenty-five seventy-three. Then there was twenty-five fifty-seven, and Bendigo was twenty-eight um, thirty-nine. Very skinny odds there, dollar twenty-five. Uh, I'd be a bit nervous. Yeah, you'd be a bit nervous. Better luck next time. Twelve thousand at a dollar ninety on Fabwick at the Meadows, and uh, she did uh, run second. Uh, and at Ballarat, five thousand four hundred was put on at two dollars twenty on Basecamp, who also runs second. Now, round of applause! My favourite little piece of the best bets from Tab during the week: two hundred and fifty dollars was put on at twenty ones on Coconut Gloria at Geelong. Wow. Not a bad return. <laughs> that's fantastic. What's that? Five thousand dollars return. That's brilliant. <laughs> Thank for you Coconut very Claw. much. Yeah, and a hundred dollars at fifty ones. 151s on Tanner's uh, Angel at Shepparton. So another $5,000 result there for uh, one lucky punter. But always remember to gamble responsibly. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. Well, hopefully Rob Britton will join us shortly. While we wait, uh, we might actually talk about Rob Britton, even though he's not with us, because uh, George and Molly, why is uh, he so good? Because often we talk about AFL clubs and... The master coaches will say you're only as good as your players, and there is some truth to that. I'm sure the Tornado Tears would be a pretty handy greyhound for most trainers, but why is uh, Rob not just such a great trainer, but I must say in the times that I've dealt with him, one of the nicest blokes in the greyhound industry? Yeah, gentlemen, I think if, I mean, again, I mean, Robbie would be best answering this. I think the foundation of the fact that his dad, Alan Britton, was such a fantastic trainer, Hall of Fame trainer. I mean, there were stages there where he was winning Metro premierships left, right and centre, Alan Britton. So I think the grounding he had and and what he learnt through his dad, and and same goes with Jeff Britton, obviously, and Linda. Linda I mean, you know, so they they would have learnt a hell of a lot from their dad. But I reckon they've also moved with the times as they've gone along and added their own little tweak to it. Yeah, I agree. I think they're always. I think he's always open to interpretation. He's very much uh, a keep it simple kind of um, person when it comes to looking after your dogs. As long as they're fed well, they're fit, um, and they're checked, then everything's a okay. And I yep. suppose it has just shown everyone has confidence in him yep. when you know when they've got their dogs in his care. 
Yeah, absolutely. Look, he's uh, yeah, he's he's one of the best, and and I remember vividly after uh, Van der Baal won the Australian Cup. He was always quick to um, say that, look, she pretty much trains herself. Yep. I mean, he's... He's not putting he's, his hand up to say it's all him. No, no, <laughs> he's never been uh, one of those guys. And, yeah, look, that was probably one of the highlights, I reckon, of his training career. To win that off box eight, uh, Fanna Bale, the way she did it was incredible. Nobody really gave her a chance from out there. She had to cross uh, grounds like Aston Bolero and co. And she found a way to do it. And um, the next 12 months preceding that showed what a champion she was. Exactly. Well, hopefully uh, we'll have him if we don't have him today. And we do understand all of our guests often are busy with uh, dogs and kennels and work. Uh, we always appreciate them working with us. Um, we might chat about uh, some of the upcoming events, including the uh, big adoption day next Saturday. Now, did I read somewhere this is already full? or yeah, so Because the this is amazing. Yeah, so the registration component, um, I believe, um, is is full for, for the adoption ad, ad, adoption day segment. But what they're really trying to push is is the need for foster carers. And we spoke about it a little bit last week and, and just how important it is to, I suppose, have that little segue into pet life from their racing life yeah. in foster carers. Look, they play an important role, as we, we mention each and every week. And, uh, yeah, look, it's going to be a huge day out at Sandown Park on Saturday. Do we have a uh, Gap Dog of the Week? Yes, we've got week? Gap Dog of the Week. I found a greyhound by the name of Doris. And, look, I loved the name, little Doris. She's a six-year-old <laughs> black and white girl, and she raced under the name of Rosita. She had 41 starts for five wins, six seconds, and nine minor placings. She used to run over the six and 700-metre distance. She did have three litters of pups um, while she was in her racing environment. But she raced against some really nice types in Infinite Wish, Gold Affair 2, who placed in a Galaxy in Western Australia, as well as Lucy Wise, who I think also went over for the Galaxy as well. But the girls tell me she's blissful, blissful in nature and is a dream to walk on the lead. She loves ball, but does enjoy being a completely lazy animal. Um, the Gap Girls do believe she's best to be the only dog in the environment and as long as her owners continue to keep up her socialisation work, they should have a very, very nice pet indeed. Um, she does have my, a mild heart murmur, which um, is not needing medication at the moment, So, um, but the Gap Girls will have all of that information. Yeah. That's um, not incredibly in- uncommon no. uh, with greyhounds. Um, usually it can be spotted uh, at, a, at a pretty young age yep. uh, when they're getting their immunisation, but um, many of them just go on and live happy and healthy lives, that's for sure. We've also got a litter of the week, and I'm really interested in this and why you came to picking this one, uh, Molly, but it's Barsha Bale at a, a Tidalina, I think that's yep. how you pronounce it, uh, Tidalina. Ten pups, six dogs and four females. Now, um, she was uh, a Banjo Boy Easy Baby um, production, and that, of course, was a fantastic litter, including Big Flood, who made countless group finals. Correct. I lost count at the end of Big Flood. <laughs> Just Mount had he made. really good racing habits too. Oh, he was fantastic. Brugolino, who was fantastic over five and 600 metres, yep. wasn't she? Uh, Mars now, Rising and this- Peterdale as well. Oh, this may have been a little bit before your time on Off the Leash, but I actually called Brugolino's litter to Fernando Bale as my litter of the year. Litter of the year. Litter there of you go. the year. I just, I, I think I just, I love females that have the strength. So she was able to run five and 600 metres. Yep. But she's also from a really good litter and it's a very consistently good litter. It's not just one standout. Yep. They all had really good qualities. And look, I, I was very excited about this one, which is why I jumped at the opportunity to have this as our litter of the week. Well, she was no slouch either, running 29. 
29.67 at Sandown, so she mightn't have reached the heights of, of some of her brothers and sisters. But as we know, when it comes to the breeding caper, um, she mightn't have been as fast as Brugolino, but she might be the better producer. So yeah. especially going to Bastia Bale, who is uh, certainly no stranger to throwing fast dogs. Exactly. Just still trying for Rob Britton. We might uh, just mention a few other things coming up. We're going to be putting together a big show next month about the code of practice at GRV Molly. And we always remind people out there the efforts that uh, GRV do to not only running race meetings, but the whole process of education, um, rules, uh, safeguarding welfare. I think you're off to a few tracks next week to record a few uh, things for GRV. So there's so much that happens at GRV aside from just running race meetings. Explain that to us. Yeah, exactly. Look, the code of practice is probably one of the biggest issues um, for facing greyhound racing in Victoria at the moment. And GRV are really trying to, as much as they can, take a, f- a forward step in assisting participants. And so what I was hoping to do with a, a show on RSN, would, which would be able to use for a podcast kind of situation too, was sit down and really nut out some of the big questions that participants have. There's going to be a lot of workshops out and about around around the clubs that everyone's going to go out and I think there's even going to be people go out and help um, participants fill in their um, health management plan, establishment and health management plans, yeah. which is I know is a huge worry for people as well as the vet costs that's going to come along with the code of practice. Yep. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. Yes, with Andrew Cuse, Molly Haynes, George Verugia. It looks as though Rob just been held up this morning, which is no surprise. Very busy trainer, uh, Molly. Yes, look, he's been held up at trials at Geelong, so we'll get him on in the next couple of shows and, and pick his brain about all things toin- Tornado Tears, including one thing that we just spoke about, George, was um, the fact that Tornado Tears' mother, Tears Sam, Tears I Am, yep. um, has had three litters to Fernando Bale, so a repeat mating by three. Yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, probably <laughs> that, that sort of theory. And um, we've seen one from the repeat mating have a couple of starts, Fernando yeah. Lass, I yes. believe. Yeah. Um, that yeah, Robbie Robbie trains Fernando Lass. Look, yeah. she hasn't recorded a win yet. Um, she's had a, a third placing and two fifths. She seems. What I found when I was watching her replays yesterday was that she was almost a bit like Tornado Tears in that she just wanted to look for the fence. Yeah. So she was jumping from boxes six and eight. And, and when those boys first started over 500 metres, just that lack of early speed yeah. um, over the 500 metre journey. So, yeah, look, uh, she might uh, end up going a lot further, uh, like her, her famed brothers, um, Rip and Sam and uh, Tornado Tears. So that'll be very, very interesting. Exactly. Now, speaking of repeat matings, there's a repeat mating of Mapunga Blazer that's running around for Jeff Britton at the moment. This is a greyhound by the name of Mapunga Cruiser. Now, he won um, in phenomenal form the Warnable Vic Breeders. Um, like this, this dog is very exciting, and Jeff's um, a very reserved kind of man. And look, he said that uh, just just in passing that the dog was yeah you know, pretty up there with um, with his older brother's stance, I suppose, and his ability. I think there before he, this dog had a start, there was a little bit of a buzz around, a a yeah, about him. And uh, look, he started pretty short, uh, I think, in his heat, but he looked really green, didn't he? And yeah. he's you know he still got the job done, but. Then in the final 25 seconds uh, flat, um, mm-hmm. 
What about the acceleration of the greyhound? He just looks like he's going yeah. fast, that dog. And, um, yeah, that's a repeat mating. It's often frowned upon. A lot of people don't like to do repeat as matings. As a breeder, but, is it something that interests you? Yeah, I think if it works, I think yeah. um, there's nothing wrong with it. And uh, far be it from me to tell um, Barry, Barry Smith uh, how to breed. And, look, he's done a, yeah, an absolutely – Yeah, have an opinion on that. Yeah, he's, he's done a fantastic job. And, yeah, look, I, I think it, it certainly uh, can work. And, yeah, well, why not give it another go? So it looks like uh, Barry's got another – pretty quick one he's got a couple of quick ones going around at the moment um mapunga maggie looks like she's got a bit of a future too she won at sandown um i think a couple of sundays ago off box one in best of the nine around 29.50 she's a cosmic rumble uh adam mapunga rosie he was another very very good dog uh of barry so yeah that looks like to be a bit of a future now we've got um the maturity coming up at the Meadows kicking off in July. Correct. I'm very, very excited because there are a couple of very fast young pups. We've seen one at Sandown on Sunday called Illusion for Harry uh, Manalitsis. Now, Who obviously I, trains Flynn. He trains Bless. Flynn. Um, what about get it, four Gizmo, dogs in his Elevated. Like, I mean, <laughs> for, it, it, talk about uh, quality, not quantity. I mean, Harry's doing a, a phenomenal job. But Illusion, ha- having his first start at Sandown, 29.35, went 5.06 early. He's drawn box three in the Vic Bread final there on Thursday. Uh, he looks a, a very fast dog. Now, the interview uh, that we heard with uh, Harry, he did say that Get It, Gizmo and Illusion, there's probably not much between yeah. them, but Get It, Gizmo's probably got a little bit more tractability. Those two greyhounds are going places there. Kinlock Bray out of Dasher. Now, Dasher is also the daughter of Outlandish, who is a bit of a famous producer. She produced Bewildering, Extreme Magic, Azkaban, Elevated, like you mentioned, and Fake Wow Donna. So, look, yeah. the, the lines are there. Wouldn't you mind? You, you wouldn't mind as a breeder tapping into those? Oh, absolutely. And obviously, it's a damn line that's thrown the likes of Blaze and Bomber, Ring the Bell. Bells are ringing as well. I mean, it's yep. it's a famous, famous damn line, that's for sure. So, watch out for those greyhounds as well. Uh, uh, get it, Gizmo and Illusion. They look like uh, two greyhounds going places. That's a, a three week series we have. Yeah. Uh, I think the mature, when it comes to series for young greyhounds, I like the launching pad and the mature. I just you you just looking out for greyhounds that are going to be performing in these, yeah. especially when you're seeing them run over the 500. At, you know our best tracks. You think. What's happening here? What's going to happen in a year's time after these greyhounds have competed in there? You yeah. know, we saw even the likes of Tornado Tears compete in the launching pad a couple of years ago. No one really gave – well, not no one gave Tornado Tears much of a chance. He was on the second line of betting and, um, like, it obviously just wasn't wasn't his distance. But it's just – it is so exciting, these series targeted at younger greyhounds. I don't know whether I'm the only person that gets this excited about No, them. no, well, well, probably. But, um, <laughs> well, probably. But um, – <laughs> Look, you often see a final and you go, yeah, it's a good final. Um, but then the greyhounds, their next twelve months are outstanding. They, yep. you know, then you look back retrospectively and say, yeah, that was a fantastic final. So, uh, get a Gizmo and Flynn are racing uh, tonight uh, in that winter challenge at uh, Cranbourne. So, yep. look forward to seeing them. But um, look, Flynn had a look at uh, the Meadows, had no luck uh, starting a very short price yeah. favourite a couple of weeks ago. So, I'm sure these greyhounds will all have a look over the five twenty five at the Meadows. And uh, yeah, we can't wait for that series. We've got our big Christmas in July. Uh, 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 functions <laughs> right throughout July at the Meadows, culminating in that big final in late July. So I uh, can't wait for that. Exactly. We've also got the um, Bendigo Cup Series coming up too. I think the heats are um, not this Sunday, next Sunday, um, with the final um, being run on the following Friday, I think the 2nd of July. I could I could be wrong with the date there. Well, that was interesting because I spoke to Troy the other week on the Country Notice Board, that kind of unique with heats in a day meeting, yep. final in a night meeting. Not 
that it's totally unusual, but it is slightly different. Uh, just to cater because of the school holiday crowd or the family, they've got a family theme with the first day. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think Bendigo do it pretty well. Yes, uh, yeah. I think they've got their series uh, down pat. Uh, you know that that sort of uh, twilight sort of afternoon uh, session for the heats, and then on to the final. I've been to the Bendigo Cup final a couple of times in the last couple of years, and it's a, it's a great show. It's always packed out, and I think uh, there'll be no different this year. Um, Especially the heats, though they have a, a big kids' night. I believe it's generally based around the heats. And mm. last year they had superheroes dressed up, and they're like it really was a, a a really community feel. I think Bendigo do it really really well down there. They get the community involved. They've got the local radio station um, come and get around it as well. And look, it's great to see how strong the connection is between the Greyhound Club there and their local community. Yeah. Interesting with Orson Allen as well, whether he will be going for the Bendigo Cup, yes. depending on whether he makes um, the Brisbane Cup final. Yep. Uh, there's only a couple of days between the heats, uh, but um, it's been done before. Of, of course, he's still going for the $50,000 bonus to win three country cups. Exactly. We can only hope. We'll speak about that next week. For now, though, George and Molly, more information on the GRV website, and we'll do it all again next week. For now, thanks for listening. Want to hear Off The Leash again? It'll be up on iTunes, on Facebook and on the podcast page at rsn.net.au.